Hello, beautiful humans. I'm your host, Jamie Pereira, CEO and founder of Glowjar Beauty. And today on the Glow Diaries, we're diving deep into a topic that is often surrounded by a lot of myth or women just aren't talking about it. And it is facial hair. I have been personally shaving my face for years and we need to talk about it because a significant amount of women of all ages have you know, hair growing on our chin, our upper lip, and that's genetics. But most women who are dealing with excessive facial hair may be dealing with some hormonal changes. Um, again, this is annoying and unfair, I get it. But as we learn more, we can learn about other options that are available to us. So as we age, you know, our bodies were losing estrogen and testosterone just comes right in with the facial hair. It causes us to grow more hair where men have it on our faces. So today I just want to break down what are some of the options available and then we'll talk about um, kind of the myths and best practices on facial risers. So number one, there are three main types of hair removal procedures if you want to get them done by professionals. So number one, waxing. I mean, I used to wax, I used to thread. My skin would get so irritated and raw. That doesn't mean it's going to happen to you, but over time, for me personally, my skin is thinner, right? So waxing the skin is not going to be helpful or beneficial to my skin barrier. So, I mean, waxing is a temporary but fast and inexpensive way to remove facial hair. And then we have electrolysis, which is obviously a more in-depth treatment. And this technique treats individual hairs with electrical current, heat, or both to kill the growth of cells and the hair in the base of the follicle. And then you also have laser hair removal as an option. And I personally did this for my underarms probably 10 years ago. It was definitely before I had kids and it uses laser and light to damage the growth cells. So this is especially effective for kind of larger areas such as backs of our backs or our legs. But again, these are expensive and they need to be repeated multiple times. So again, always seek um, a professional when looking at these treatment options. But today we're gonna talk specifically about facial razors and you know the myths around them and how to use them. So for me personally, a facial razor, because I'm targeting my jawline kind of um, sideburns and then upper lip, this is a great option for me. Honestly, I don't know if you guys have seen this, um, these viral videos on TikTok and Instagram about these barbers, men sitting in these chairs and they're doing these waxing treatments and they do their ears, their nose and their face and they pull it all off in one swoop and my entire body is cringing out of pain for that, for their skin. Um, and our skin is resilient to a point, but I just think um, less invasive options are great offering. So number one, where do you get a facial razor? So you can get facial razors anywhere online. I first bought mine on Amazon. I like the Shiseido facial razor. It was like a three pack, very inexpensive. And of course you want something separate from what you'd be using on your you know, underarms or legs. So what to look for is uh, obviously a designated facial razor. 
Again, this treatment can be done in clinic. It's called dermaplaning. And that's when, again, a licensed professional esthetician would use kind of like a surgical blade. And they're not just removing your vellus hair is what peach fuzz is called. Um, they're removing dead skin as well. But for you at home, the blade is not going to be as sharp, but still sharp where you need to be using our breast, some breast practices. But you, again, we're just focusing on the vellus hairs. We're just focusing on these superficial peach fuzz hairs because you don't want to be using a facial razor on your entire face, right? The, we can use our skincare to support our exfoliation. You don't have to be focusing on all areas of the face. So you can, when you're looking to buy a facial razor, because again, you're only gonna get about one to two uses out of them. You know, they're not, they're not a great sustainable option, but if you can look for options that will have a compostable wand, right? So um, holding the razor, they have compostable options. They also have a refill option. So the base stays the same and then you just pop on an, a new razor when you need it. But I would say frequency, I say I do a little shave that takes literally two minutes. Um, every other month, you might need to do it once a month. It just really depends. And so the big myth here, so now you know what to look for, what to buy, um, how often to do it. Um, the myth is that your hair is gonna grow back darker. So this is common i know it's a fear but it is completely untrue unsubstantiated shaving the face does not affect the hair follicle or the color of the hair so what it simply does is just cut the hair at its surface so no your hair will not grow back dark thick like your husband so we're going to put that to bed um, and now you know how to use it, how often to use it. We're going to talk about, again, um, when, when you're actually doing it, um, you want to make sure that you're actually cleaning the skin first, and then you want to actually let your skin dry before going in because there's really, there's a proper technique to do this and you want to make sure you're shaving on clean skin but also dry skin you don't want any you don't to just to reduce the risk of any nicks or irritation so you want to make sure to get the razor at a 45 degree angle and to go in a downward motion in the direction of the hair growth to reduce again the risk of irritation and making sure your skin is really dry when you're doing this and kind of you're using your hand to anchor the skin um, you don't have to like pull it back so tight but just anchor the skin and be mindful of tricky areas but i find it's just um, there's been so much more benefits of using this um, but i definitely like to look for something that is a more sustainable option and making sure your blade is clean if you're reusing it um, again only about two times you're going to get out of a facial razor it depends on how much area you're using um, making sure it's clean your skin is clean and dry and gentle hand is best not doing your entire face the peach, just focus on those vellus hairs. Again, we don't wanna disrupt our skin barrier while we're using a facial razor when it's not necessary, but there's 
definite skin benefits to using a facial razor, which is number one, a smoother makeup application, which is great. Um, you'll get deeper penetration of your products. God, I hate that word penetration. They're, your products will work deeper at a deeper level, which is an amazing benefit. And then obviously the gentle exfoliation, you're not going to get the same amount that you would get dermaplaning with this esthetician, but it's nice to, you know, have a monthly ritual of doing this or every two months. Um, you know, if you have good light in your bathroom, it'll make it easier to see where the vellus hair is. Jay, if you want to show your skin some added love, but a simple um, routine is really important. So if you cannot exfoliate two days before you plan on doing your exfoliation, I like to do my extras. So if I'm doing masks, if I'm doing a facial massage, if I'm doing my facial razor, those normally are kept to my weekend routines so that again, I'm more consistent with them. So it's a great reminder. Again, don't go in with a AHA alpha hydroxy acid or a beta hydroxy acid or a retinoid. You know, just keep your routine really simple two days leading up. And then the day you use your facial razor, just use a hydrating toner and then a facial um, moisturizer. And then you can do a facial oil on top as well. You don't want to be applying like a strong active, like a retinol, an AHA, like a glycolic or a lactic right after doing a facial um, razor. You want to keep the skin really soothed and hydrated our Glow Jar Beauty moisturizing face cream, and then following up with our luminous facial oil and misting with our dewy mist is just a drink of hydration and support for the skin. If you wanted added cooling benefits, you could even put your dewy mist in the fridge like an hour before and it will feel incredible. So again, do not use the actives, you know, focus on only doing this at night and then a sunscreen in the morning are your best practices. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please share it with a friend or take a moment to rate and review this podcast. Your feedback fuels my mission to empower and uplift a more diverse age representation of women in the beauty industry. And of course, for you to learn more about your skin and that will help you make more educated choices in the skincare that you're investing in and that you get more results. So we'll see you next time, guys. Bye.